Today we're going to talk about sponsorship and I want to show you how you can go from something like these headphones to more of these. Hi, it's Enzo and welcome to episode number seven of the Race Driver Coach Show and we're all about sponsorship today. This was driven by one question, a question from Charles. He asked us, I'm currently racing, things are going well, but I need to improve my sponsorship strategy. Shall I use product placement deals as part of that strategy? Well, I'm gonna answer that with a question for everybody out there and for you, Charles. What do you notice about all the products that are around you right now? It could be anything from this mouse to this green drink, health drink, um, could you pass me my bag down there? Uh, if you look around, this monitor, the computer, the printer, thanks. Let's have a look, right. Just gonna go randomly now. Excuse the uh, microphone bit. Uh, trainers, right? Another product. You've got a laptop, that's a product. Think about what links all these, right? Even my toiletry bag has got, not the toiletry bag itself, but the things inside, all products. Anything else? Some green peas. That's not really cool, is it? This is a good one. Sunglasses and headphones. What do you notice? Even the bag, right? What do you notice about all of these products? They're all owned, the answer, they're all owned by individuals and groups that want to earn money. That's what they're in it for. Okay, they may have a passion for headphones, they love sound, and they, they've got this philosophy that the company's built on. But really, the way they keep score is by earning money. And now, as a sportsman, sports woman, you come up to a company and say that I can help you shift, I can help you sell more of these and these, in return, all I need is some product. They're gonna say yes. It's easy. It's a very easy deal to sort out. And you know this already, obviously. But the problem is most drivers, they don't think it's worth their while. They think, yeah, it's nice, I'll get some headphones or I'll get some sunglasses or whatever. But really, that doesn't get me a drive. That doesn't give me enough money to compete in the championship that I want to. Well, I want you to open your mind a little bit more. If you're thinking that short term, short term, I mean, you just wanna to go to a company, so I'll give you this on the car and this on my helmet and on the social media, I'll, I'll boast about you. And then in return, I want 300,000 pounds or dollars. That's short term, that's unrealistic. If you wanna win this game of sponsorship, you've gotta think more long term. And when I say long term, that means build a relationship gain their trust. So then each year by year, they start to involve themselves more. You've got to prove to companies that what you're offering actually does work. Because there's so many scary stories out there about sponsorship deals not really delivering on what they promised. People are a bit cold to it. They're a bit like, nah, it's too risky. And remember that most companies, big companies, they've got a board of directors that they've got to convince. So say if I'm a CEO of my own company, and I've floated it and I've got other people involved now, directors and a board and shareholders. 
I've got to sell it to them. And that's quite scary because not only have I got to believe in what you're selling me, I've then got to resell it to those people so they all agree and can see that it makes sense. That's one thing. But then the other side of it is I'll be worried. As a CEO, I'd say, yeah, but what if it doesn't work? What if I do this and I don't get a return on investment? Nothing comes back. It's all money going out. They've asked me for hundreds of thousands. I give it them in faith that they're going to grow this company and they're going to help us get into the sector that they've got access to, motorsport world and all the people involved, all the B2B deals, but then nothing comes from it. I've then got to explain to this board of directors and shareholders why it didn't work. My head is on the block if this doesn't work as a CEO. That's pressure. And that's, that will stop me from sponsoring a driver that I don't quite trust. So what I do is I'd say, okay, if it's a headphone company that I'm a CEO of, I'll go, how about I just dip my toe in the water first? Get to know the industry and you and how it works. I will supply you products. I will supply you 10 sets of headphones or sunglasses, headphones for this uh, example, and in return, you will give me some kind of sponsorship benefits. Then I can see if it works, I can see how it takes off, how you work, I get trust, and then next year, or the year after that, I can then start to say, okay, here's some cash. Let's ramp this up a little bit. That's what you should do, in my opinion. If you're racing already, and you're thinking, my car's looking a bit bare. There's not many sponsors on it. I need to generate some kind of partnerships, relationships, and trust with companies out there, so hopefully, it's a bit more of a hope, it's a bit planned, but hopefully I will then get them to actually put money down for next year or the year after. They'll know me, they'll trust me and they can see it working. Now that's a plan. This is where product deals come in. So somebody's testing you if they give you a product. They're seeing how you perform and what they get for their money, should we say, for their merchandise. It's like an interview. And this this kind of... This kind of approach is what a lot of companies have taken since, well, forever. But Google made it very popular. Just look at Google AdWords as an example. They killed the banner advertising route. You know, you go to a website and you see at the top there's a banner. People used to pay a lot of money for that, hoping to get clicks. But in the year 2000, Google came along and thought, how are we going to monetize our search engine? I know, we'll get people to pay for their adverts that put them on the search engine. So if they wanna be at the top, they pay us. And they don't pay us a set amount. They bid for it. So we let them fight. We let all these products, these people that wanna advertise on Google search, we let them fight and bid for the top. So they can pay then. Oh, they pay per click. So they don't pay for a banner. Actually, they only pay, only pay when people who are searching for something that they offer, click on it. When a user of Google clicks on it, then they pay. This is perfect. So it allows then Google to earn money, which by the way, in 2015, a few years ago, they were earning $52 billion from AdWords. 52 billion. They only earned, they only earned 77 in that year. 52 of it was Google AdWords. So me, as a CEO, I say, okay, I want my company to be at the top of the search engine when people search for a certain keyword. Perfect, buy an ad. It's probably a one pound, one dollar per click, and that gets me to the top, done. 
In return for that, I get more traffic to my website so I can convert them into a customer. I then only pay when they come to my website. Perfect. I can change the advert whenever I like. I can change the wording to see if that has more of an effect and make people click on it more. Perfect again. And I can pull the plug when I want. If it doesn't work, I can just stop. So I can change this advert as much as I like, thousand times a day if I wanted to, change the headline and the descriptive uh, sentence underneath, and I can stop it if it doesn't work. And I probably only spent $20 to find all this out, but I've got access to the millions and billions of people that go onto Google. That's hard to compete with when you're a driver looking for sponsorship and you just come into their office saying, you know what? Uh, I'm going to offer you space on my car and my helmet and social media for about 300 grand, 400 grand. Are you interested? Get out of here. They need to shift their product. They need to earn money. How are you going to do that for them? And the product deal, the product supply deal offers you a solution to that. That's like your AdWords. That's giving companies the chance to just dip their toe in the water to see if it fits, to see if it works. So I'm the CEO, right? I'm a CEO of a company and I say, and a driver comes to me wanting sponsorship, but they actually offer me a sponsorship package, which is still pretty good. But all they want is some of my product. So I just go, you want some of my product? Okay, what size shoe are you? <laughs> I can give you one of these. What size shoe are you? I'll give one for your whole family, for the race team maybe. No problem, we'll supply them. For the benefits you're giving my company, that's a deal. Okay, no more chat, let's just get practical. These are the steps for you to pull off a successful product sponsorship deal. Step number one is to know exactly what you're offering. Sounds obvious, doesn't it? But you need to know this, obviously. What are the benefits that you can offer a company or a person in order for them to join you? How can you sell more of their product? How can you make them more money and meet their goals through your racing? You've got to know that. I think you've probably done that homework already. And then, if it's a supply deal that you're going for, what is it you're after? Just a few of them? Is it the team to be supplied with something? Get clear on that. So the whole package, the product itself, what you've got to go out there and sell and negotiate on, get very clear on that first. You've got to know it. Because then you'll, you'll be confident when you're selling it, you'll know exactly what it's worth and you can sell it in a way that you believe in it because you know that what you're offering them far outweighs what they're giving you. Which leads us into step number two, over deliver. Again, it sounds like you're shortchanging yourself and you're giving them too much for what they're giving you. But remember, if you've got space on the car that you're driving now, then you've got nothing to lose. Give them everything. Give them a huge part of exposure just for one or two races until you get more sponsors on board. Give them everything you can and make sure that you then sell more of these sunglasses, more of these laptops or whatever it is they're supplying you with. You give them access to many customers, but also through your racing, try and do some deals. Try and get some orders in. Say, look, I've now got, gone and got you two or three new clients that you didn't have before just for giving me three of your products, your, your green drinks or whatever it was, your laptops. And they'll be over the moon with you. They'll be thinking, this is amazing. I want more of this. This driver is delivering for us and it hasn't really cost us anything. 
Because you know in the long game, because they're sold now, by the way, you know in the long game, they're going to say, I want more, let's give him more and see what he can or she can really do. That's what you need to get to. So somebody comes along, gives you a little bit of product, you give them an amazing time. They even come to the race circuit to see you. They're cheering you on. They can see their car. They're thinking, God, we haven't really paid for this. This is brilliant. They'll get some of their suppliers or someone else they know or their brother who also owns a company. Come and get some of this. It's brilliant. They're giving us all these new customers. We haven't given much. Keep looking over there. I don't know why. But that's if you can do this, if you can start to start this snowball rolling, your car will be covered in supply deals, sponsors. That's impressive. That looks good. You're paying for this season already. Maybe some of them are already giving you money, by the way. It's not always going to be product. But I just want to make sure that you do not ignore product deals because they are your doorway to the wallets of the people that own companies. And I don't mean this you're going to con them or anything like this. This is a, a business relationship. It's a really good handshake and a, a toe in the water to see how it's going to be. You show them a good time. You over-deliver on what you promised and shock them. Get them saying, this is amazing. Get them raving about you on their social media. Look what our driver's done now. Look how much he's given us. This is great. We love it. And the buzz will be amazing. You'll go to the headquarters and they'll see you. And, and the salesman will be like, that driver has sold more products than me. Or the CEO will think that. Then you've got something that's valuable. You're going to get testimonials from that company saying what a great time they had. And you can use that in future sponsorship deals. It's endless. But at the end of the day, you're in there, you've got their, your feet under their table now. They're listening to you. They see that you've got value and they will want more of it. They'll be like, okay, Charles, how can we ramp this up? How can we give you more resources in order for you to deliver even more clients or exposure to our brand? And that's an interesting question. You'll say, ah, oh. that's when you start to talk money. That's when you start to build it. And if you're doing this with four or five different suppliers, it's going to get big. You will have this snowball, but you've got to remember it's the long game. Product deals may not seem like they're giving you much at the beginning, but in the end, the relationships and the things that you can't even think of right now that will come from this is immeasurable. You'll go to one of their network party events things just because they like you so much and you'll meet somebody else there and you'll get another deal. This is how it works. It's doing these kinds of things. Obviously, you're still looking for money, cash, sponsorship as it is. But if they can't really do that, product deal is more than the next best thing. You must have this as part of your strategy. Okay, step number three is show them how it's working. Halfway through the year or halfway through the relationship, show them some figures. Look, this is how much exposure we've given you. This is what it's worth. This is how many products we've helped you sell that came from motorsport. Rub their face in it because they can forget. They can think, oh, I'm not sure if that sunglass thing uh, with that driver worked or not. Um, now nah, we won't do it again. So you've got to remind them in a polite way. This is like a report of how we are doing on our deal. This is what we brought to the game for you. He's saying to the CEO and they go, wow, this is really working. You've got to remind them. Remind them sort of halfway through. Give them a little gift or something, you know, keep them interested. Make sure they can see that it's working. Never forget that. Don't just think, oh, they know because they got that order and I forwarded it to them. I forwarded it to Tracy in, in, in the purchase order and, and, and she'll know. She will have told the CEO. 
No, make sure you tell them. Send them a nice report and keep them in touch and informed on how well you are providing them with the money, the extra money that they wanted just for supplying you some products. Amazing. Step number four, start planning for the year after. Once they've got the report, once they see it works, then about three quarters into the deal, into the term, start to talk about next year. Start to show them your plans and then you pitch to them the new deal, how to keep them for the next year. A reminder of how this worked and how much they put in and then just ramp it up. If they just offer you the same deal, then okay, you might be able to keep them on board and just offer them a smaller part of it, but I'm sure it'll be a bigger championship with more exposure. So they'll automatically be getting more exposure anyway. But just start the talks way before, so three quarters of the way through the term, about the following year. Don't wait until the current year has ended and then you're like, oh no, I've got to now talk to them. But then you probably just missed their end of year when, you know, when they make the marketing decisions and all this. So you don't want to do that. Get it in early before it ends. I just had a question come into my head and it is, if I'm not racing, then would product deals still work for me? And it sounds like it wouldn't. It sounds like, well, if I'm not racing Enzo um, and I need cash to actually get in the car in the first place, there's no point me having a product deal, a product supply deal at all. Well, there is. Because if you're a member of the Get The Drive, hopefully you are, and you're bloody busting your balls to get sponsorship. If you are, then you know something I call piggybacking. This is where you use somebody else I mean, half of piggybacking is using your current car that hasn't got, it's got sponsorship space on at the moment that you want to sell. That's half of piggybacking. But the other half is using other drivers as a sponsorship pull. This is quite scary for people. But example, you know somebody, you're good friends with a driver who's in a high profile championship and they're finding it a bit easier to find sponsorship than you are because they can offer so much. They've got big exposure, it's on TV, they're quite a brand themselves. But if you trust them and you say, hang on, I can get a product or a sponsorship, uh, a cash sponsorship, but I can get a product deal that will give you X amount of sunglasses and things like that. Now, you say to this driver, would you be prepared for me to have, or allow me to have exposure for this sunglass manufacturer on your car and I'm sure they'll say yes by the way it could be any product remember that not just sunglasses and they'll say well yeah okay I'll get some free sunglasses out of it and you can have the part of the rear wing there or the side pod no problem I've got loads of space on the car so you do it you sell that driver instead of you you start the relationship that way and now this sounds scary because you think they're just going to run off with the driver with the sponsor that other driver is going to run off with the sponsor and I'm going to be left for nothing but you've got no choice if you can use somebody who has the exposure and you're just the agent that sorts it out you take a cut if it's money you take a percentage of that sponsorship deal then you get paid you wouldn't get paid anyway so it's zero but if you can help a driver with big exposure get sponsorship and you get paid commission from getting that sponsorship or that product deal and you start the relationship again the long game this will serve you in the future how about that it's scary as hell because you need somebody you can trust that has got this exposure a driver but you can contract them up you can draw a contract up that sort of ties them in and says that you get 80% of whatever you bring in right and they'll still say yes because they're like well it's better than nothing 
but that 80% then pays for your drive or creates a relationship with the supply partner that you can build up over the year and then eventually it becomes your money. So never forget piggybacking. If you've got somebody with big exposure, sell them, take the commission, use it for your own racing. If you're not racing, well, you can do it if you're racing as well, if you're in a low exposure championship. But it, I just want to say that product deals are not just for those who are racing. It's also for the drivers that can't get a penny together to race. They can use others. Sound interesting? Sound intriguing? It is. And this is what sponsorship's like now. You have to think of all these different things. You have to allow companies to test. Test the water, because that's how the brain works, right? You want to test things before you actually go and buy them. Free samples. We even do it when we go for a bath. We'll feel the water first before we get into it, because we don't want to get burnt. That's no different to a company. A product deal helps you do that, helps you handshake, with a company, it's their way of interviewing you, like I said, it's their way of seeing if it works, and from there, you build a relationship. From there, you get introduced to their suppliers, to people that they also know could benefit from, like their clients, could benefit from what you're offering. Never ever turn your back on product supply deals. In fact, make sure you go get some this week. It's an easy sell. You give them the sponsorship benefits, and in return, they give you some product and the relationship that goes with it. You keep them up to date. Up to date. Actually, you basically basically become a reseller. So they give you the glasses straight away. You've become a reseller for that brand, for that company. It's your job to sell them things, to show them how many you're shifting, to show the different demographic of people in motorsport that are now exposed to their brand that, they, that weren't before. Show them, be their salesman, and they will hire you by giving you more the following year. Stick to this, open your mind to this side of sponsorship, and eventually it will pay off. And I'll see you next time.